With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is my last resort. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into another episode of What's Up, Belly Up. I at Zach Mac here with at M Brown O. 21? Is it 2-1? OH21. OH21. Yeah, yes. M Brown OH21. Um, we finally got Mike back after a few weeks. Mike had welcomed another. I mentioned it when I had Kevin. Uh, was it? No, it was Mark. I had Mark on. Um, is your 420 baby? How is the baby doing? Yeah. He's uh, he's upstairs uh, chugging on mom right now. So so we're all good. That. Uh, that that little bastard is just is growing, so it, it's cool. Uh, the family's the family's complete unless uh, God grants me some kind of miracle because uh, I was shooting blank. So, so we had to we had to go through the old uh, the old in vitro route. But uh, but no, uh, things are starting to slow down a little bit. At least I can say that. Don't don't tell my wife because for her, she probably hates the fact that I'm down here right now recording. But but good to be back. I like a. Uh, I like that from the the flip side. I made you, we're making you host, you know, get, getting getting the juices flowing. So so I'm ready to be back and uh, and hear what we got on docket for tonight. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you could steal away. I was running out of people that were willing to do this with me. So um, <laughs> yeah, glad, glad, glad we got you back. We're just gonna we're gonna talk NFL tonight. We're gonna we had the draft. I don't think you were here for the draft. So no. or at least you weren't on air. So. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the draft. We're going to talk about how our lines are going to do this year post-draft. So uh, we got that to look forward to. Um, we're going to start out with – we'll start out with Tua. Came out that he was leading jersey sales. That seems like throughout all of the NFL. Like I think Tom Brady is second. I don't know if you saw this graphic or not. but yeah. I didn't see the graphic. I heard a little bit about it, so – but honestly, no, but honestly, I mean, is it surprising to you? Because, and I don't even mean this. I mean, two of what he did, his, uh, you know, his, I guess, resume in college, you know, we knew he'd be, you know, the injuries dropped him a little bit, but I mean, wouldn't even say a little bit, you know, but, uh, but technically what he did at college resume, uh, what he's, what people want or expecting from him in in the NFL, um, you know his his backing. What is he? I believe he's like Hawaiian or something like that. You know that's a huge close knit community. Uh, but overall, I mean, really outside of what Joey B uh, and Chase Young, I mean, a lot of defensive jerseys don't really sell a whole lot. So I mean, quarterbacks. So I'd like to see where Burrow ranks on that list. Uh, but I think he was no, four. I'm not really. I say I'm not really. 
not really surprised. And obviously, I think Tom Brady's your Tom Brady's on there because just to switch to Tampa Bay. Uh, not that he doesn't sell jerseys, but I mean, going to a new team, New Jersey, you know. Even Herbert snuck in there. I think he was fifth for the Chargers. And um, well, speaking about the quarterback mission to the world. Before they went in the first round, so Burrow went to the Bengals, Tua to the Dolphins, Herbert to the Chargers, and then Love to the Packers. So, okay. So, speaking of jerseys, okay, so I I haven't bought a jersey in years. The, the last jersey that I bought was a, a Stafford jersey, and I think that one I hit a home run with. Before that, I had a Calvin Johnson jersey, and I think immediately after I bought it, he retired. So, I was just like, fuck this. So. So what? What's your last jersey? I know you got a few behind you there. Who who you, who you're rocking back there, and who, what's your last jersey? Any sport? So that is my most recent jersey that I've got. The Lions one back there. It's Sam Martin. It's the only football jersey. Yeah, and he just got dumped. <laughs> or he is, he, is he really? He's gone. He went to Denver. Okay, so I gotta burn that now. <laughs> um, Whoever we line up back there. Actually, I don't know. We're getting a little bit better. I mean, we're going to talk about the Lions a little bit later, so maybe I wanted to get the punter. I was I got the punter because I'm all about the guy getting more playing time, so, and he wasn't really doing a bad job. So I was is that an abdicator jersey, or who, who is that? That is an abdicator jersey. He's also trash. I love him, though. I mean, I, well, I, mean, I guess the potential was there, but, yeah. I mean, just and he played Michigan State hockey, so. Yeah, so you got, got the ties. But, but no, I mean – I, I, obviously, the 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 new rookies they come in, nobody's bought that jersey. So so I would, you know, I would think that they're going to be up there. Tua obviously, but I mean, do you going back? I mean, talking about Tua, and I saw something on Twitter not too long ago. Do you? I don't know how much you've really followed the Josh Josh Rosen situation because you know Josh Rosen was Rosen was drafted. Uh, immediately the next year, his team took a quarterback. He left, went to Miami, uh, was spe- essentially going to be the man, you know. Um, then his team takes a quarterback. Do you, do, you, do you feel bad for somebody like that, or, or is it just like, you know, you, you've had your opportunity, it is what it is? Yeah, a little bit. We alluded to that on the fantasy show. I can't remember who brought it up. It might have been Tom, but he said, you know, it's like the most unfortunate like circumstances ever for Rosen, like you Rosen one man. Like, how would you feel like you go in, you get replaced, and then you get sent somewhere else, and you just like, like you just so forgotten about. You know that shirt, like Design Tree helps us out with that, and that that shirt was so good. Like when he does finally leave Miami, I think we just rebrand that shirt with just whatever whatever company yeah. or I mean whatever. Uh, Whatever team he goes to, just th- throw the new colors on it because that shirt's so so sick. But I mean, at this point, it's like, is that shirt ever going to be relevant, and is it even worth buying? Because is he ever even going to play in the NFL? I mean, yeah, he I may mean, never, play, he may never know? chuck the pill ever again. So, so I love it. A little Carter take there. Yeah. Let's see. But okay, so so I got one real quick before we move on. So so who 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 do you think will make us make the next start? First, Love or Rosen? Talking about Jordan Love? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jordan Love. Yeah, I knew. I knew you, you got a you got a little man crush on Jordan. Uh, Love. Yeah, I don't know if you saw our show. I'm gonna get real with you for a second. I I'm scared. I'm like I'm I'm scared. I think like the God, I'm scared. 
the Packers went from for the Brett division. Favre, you're saying, yeah, Brett Favre, They went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. They drafted Rodgers two years before Favre was even gone. Right, we forget about Aaron Rodgers. Bust onto the scene, has this career that's destroying our division. Now, what do we got? They jump up, they get Jordan Love, and everyone's like, "What are they doing?" It's because the Packers know what they're doing at the quarterback position. They refuse to fall behind at the quarterback position. They're doing it again. We're going to forget about Jordan Love in two years. And when Rodgers is out of there, Jordan Love's going to bust on the scene. I was high on this kid when he came into the draft. And I was ready to be a fan of wherever he went. And then he went to the goddamn Packers. And I'm <laughs> frightened that he's Lions for the next 12 years. Yeah, I, I, I know you definitely got love. When we were doing our fantasy draft, I remember you sending me messages saying, oh, if it comes back, love, you know, love is going to be there. And that was right as I'm looking at love. But I decided, you know, I can't take him this round. I got to take him next round. And as soon as you said that, boom, off the board. I, you didn't even end up getting him. And I'm just like, you know what? There, there, there is. I think I took Austin Dillon at, at that pick over him in our rookie draft. So, it, yeah, because you texted me. You're like, oh, yeah, playing, playing for right now, not the future huh? or, or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I know we're kind of all over the place, but – we talk about rookie jersey sales. We talk about, like I said, it goes to Tua, it goes to Ro, uh, Rosen. But I'm going to have to agree with you. I I, I think it, it, the only way Tua – I mean, the only way Rosen plays again is if somebody gets hurt, which which could very well happen. But but I just see love – I don't think there's going to be any quarter contra, quarterback controversy this year. But it will be very interesting after this season uh, – once Rodgers, especially, you know, how, how good of a season Rodgers has this year, depending on what he does, you know, to, to when are they really going to – I don't even know what uh, Rodgers uh, – I don't know how long his contract is left. But uh, but regardless, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I know people are comparing him heavily to, to a Mahomes type. I don't – I didn't watch a lot of a lot of film on him. I don't know. I've seen a little bit. Um, but does have that potential – uh, of course, he's in the division against our Lions, um, so it'll it'll definitely be interesting to to see what goes on with there. Who of the four that were drafted in the first round? Real quick, just we got Burrow, Herbert, Tua, Love. Who has the best career when it's all said and done? I honestly think that. I really think that Herbert and Tua, you know, I'm I'm not usually like those those first few picked. I always feel like the the ones that come in the later rounds that that have some more uh, years on the bench really come back and, and, and have a better career. But this year, I think it's Tua and Burrow. Burrow's in the perfect situation. AJ Green, it sounds like he's essentially going to stay, uh, at least at this point. Um, you know, so you got a you got a, a wide receiver that they've got a help out that line. Maybe this helps out Joe, Joe Mixon and Cincy, but, but two or two, I mean, uh, Minnesota spent tons of money this off season. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. You know, we talk about the lions all the time. Yeah. They look good on paper, but it, it doesn't mean anything, but you would think they're surrounding him with some talent. They're going to build up that line a little bit. Um, I, I think Tua Tua does uh, have a better career over Burrow, but not by much. That's yeah, somewhat of a hot take. I'm not sure. I mean, because obviously, too, has got injury problems, and it's it's there's question marks regarding how long he can last. I, I'm I'm gonna say Jordan Love. Obviously, I've talked enough about how much I like Jordan Love, but uh, I'm also interested to see how Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert's either gonna be great, like a Stafford type quarterback, or he's just gonna flop. 
I think that's uh, last I, I I thought that was Mark's quarterback. I think he's high on him. I may be wrong, but when I was reading reading his draft, I thought he was pretty high on him. So okay, so then let me ask you this before we move on. Does Jordan Love win a Super Bowl game or Super Bowl game, Jesus? Uh a playoff game before Stafford? No. Okay. I no. was gonna say where where are we at? Here? I'm not I'm at? not sure Stafford will win it in Detroit, but I think he'll win a playoff game soon. <sighs> Moving on, though, we've been talking about quarterbacks. Yes, I'd say. There was this – so I saw this tweet today. Rumored – the tweet came from NBCS 49ers, uh, NBC Sports 49ers. Um, Reportedly, he offered Russell Wilson back in 2018 for the Browns' first overall pick, who they eventually picked Mayfield for their quarterback. Interesting to think about. A, you think back to like, well, what, 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 what were the Seahawks trying to do? If this is a true, we're just going to assume it's true for the sake of this show. If it was a true report, what, what were the Seahawks trying to do? I, it seems like since then, Russell Wilson has played phenomenally. So if it is true, maybe it sparked something in Russell Wilson. I, could you imagine Russell Wilson being a Brown? I couldn't, and actually, I'm bringing up the tweet because it is actually NBC Sports. Uh, that what it came to, but if you go to the actual link, it says Seahawks Browns Russell Wilson trade would have removed 49ers' main rival, and then you go into it and it talks about it. So, I mean, I I haven't, like I said, when you told me about this earlier, I hadn't seen anything about this, but but basically, it just goes down and talk about that 2018 first round pick, which like you alluded to, uh, equated to uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. So, um, you know, it, it pretty much just says Russ, uh, they offered Russell Wilson to the Browns the year that they drafted Mayfield, but I don't know how serious those discussions were. And obviously this is from Mike Florio and, and uh, Sims, you know, from those guys. I, I don't know how much you can uh, – you can believe from from this guy, these guys. But NBC Sports posted it, so that's our credibility right now at this point. But uh, you know, to, to me, I I couldn't. I mean, obviously, you're used to seeing Russell in that. I love when I think Seahawks, I think of that lime green that that jersey. Some people just hate it. I love it. But uh, you know, and then I look at Baker in uh, in Cleveland, and and all last year we talked about. You know, when OBJ went there, you know, this is going to be one of the best teams ever. Or it's just going to be the best thing to watch because it's just going to be a shit show. Well, it ended up being a shit show. But to me, I, I don't know why, but I, I I I love Baker. I just love Baker, the the personality, the, the football player. He does some good things. He does some bad things. Uh, do I think that if uh, Russ was there, they'd be a better team? Honestly, I, I don't know because there'd have to be a lot of dominoes to fall after that. But, you know, if this was true, it, it, it was ballsy by the Browns, obviously, to say, no, we got our guy. But you, you talked about it off air. There ain't no way in hell that if this did go through that the Seahawks would have taken Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it seems almost ludicrous to be real. Like, why would you send Russell Wilson for the first overall pick? I can't imagine – I haven't gone back to the 2018 draft board, but I don't know who they would have picked that could have possibly replaced Russell Wilson for what they're trying to do. So it would be interesting. I think Russell Wilson on the Browns would automatically make the Browns a better team. It'd be interesting to think about, but 
Uh, and it obviously doesn't matter now. Whether it was rumor or not, it's still it's, it's the 2018 pick. It, it happened, so it's not. I think he, he's definitely a, a high uh, IQ football type guy, Russ is. So he'd bring that to the Browns. I think obviously you're going to have less uh, mistakes, less turnovers. But uh, there's something about Cleveland and the hype around Baker, no matter how how much that fan base is disappointed. Uh, Baker rocking out to a little Phil Collins in pregame, uh, you know, it just gets the crowd on their feet. Yeah, I like uh, – I like – I like what you said. I like Baker for the storylines. I don't like Baker as a player yet. I still think – I thought he was a, a bust. still think he might be a bust. But <laughs> I don't know. We can move on from that. It was fun. Fun little rumors to, uh, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, post-draft, how are we feeling about the Lions? I know we talked about long-term we got to struggle with the fact that Jordan Love's probably going to dominate us forever, but – in the meantime, we got Jeff Okuda and then DeAndre Swift in the second round with the third pick. Do you like it? Did you like the draft? Honestly, okay, so so the way this was shaping up is, uh, you know, the more I heard about the second round pick, I, I figured Okuda. I figured Okuda. You know, I figured that. But second round pick, I'm thinking, okay, you know, we got some running backs on the board. You know, who can we take here? And then I'm thinking, okay, J.K. Dobbins is there. Are we going – you know, Detroit seems to be uh, have some ties with some Ohio State players. You got, you know, Taylor Decker drafted him uh, a couple years ago in the first round. You know, are we going, you know, uh, J.K. Dobbins? And then when they said Swift, I was like, wow, you know, that that pick kind of makes sense because at, at this point, then they released, uh, you know, who's under contract for the Lions for running back. And all you had was Bo Scarborough and uh, carry on. I think I don't even think there was anybody else at this point, but but either way, so I'm thinking, okay, I, Bo did good last year in some mop up duties uh, with absolutely no talent around him. Everyone was banged up, so he can be your big power back. Carryon hasn't as much as I love Carryon. Carryon hasn't. He's shown flashes. He can break, the, but he hasn't stayed healthy whole season. And Swift Swift's never been a. Uh, 300 carry back, you know, I mean, Grant in college is a lot different than, than the pros, but I think there's a, there's a good opportunity between these two because, uh, you know, and I even, I'm going to compare this to the, the Blount days, the Blount year. Um, Blount just looked tired. He couldn't get the one year. We, we essentially had him for the, for, for the goal line, stuff like that, where I think Scarborough could really come in and be that change of pace where we can really wear them down to, uh, you know, with Swift and carry on. I would like to see a more balanced offense. We say it all the time. Uh, I love uh, – I love Staff- the reason I love Stafford, not to get away from what we're talking about, the reason I love Stafford is because you know exactly what is going to happen from the Detroit Lions, and he's a gunslinger, and he still can make it happen. You know damn well they're going to throw the ball every time, you know, at least 60%, 70% of the time, and he's still able to do it. If he's with – could you – I mean, granted, this is a different pedigree, but could flip flip the switch – could you imagine him with the New England Patriots? Could you imagine him with, I mean, even like the Colts or somebody? Like, I'm not saying they're a great team, but like, I just feel like, uh, as we talk about, Detroit is just wasted talent. I would love to see them put one together. But overall draft, uh, before I go on this long tangent that I've already started, uh, I, I was skeptical at first, but I really like looking at it on paper. I I even like the. Uh, uh, you know the 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 old brother pick there, uh, Oakwa, or I don't even know how you pronounce her name, but but uh, you know they're talking. He's like the poor man's Cliff Averill. 
So very excited about this year. Uh, I always drink my blue Kool-Aid at this point in the season. And then about halfway through the first game, uh, I turn off the TV and very rarely do I tune into any more Lions games. So, so we'll see. So how do you, how do you feel? I, I mean, do you, did, did you like the Okuda pick at one? Did you, did you expect that? Uh, and was the Swift pick at two uh, more kind of a head scratcher? Did you like that? I think the Lions finally gave the fans, you know, a draft that they wanted. A good flash. Yeah. yeah, we got a good pick, so that helps. But um, I, I, I'm liking the pick. I, I wasn't – before we picked, you know, I kind of wanted Tua for the flashiness or um, Simmons just because I liked his versatility. But um, I, I'm, I'm settled. I like the Okuda. It filled a big hole that, you know, with Slag on especially that I think the Lions needed to address. So – and I, I just hope that he doesn't get burnt. You know, I just hope he's a good corner. But Swift was the more <laughs> important pick for me. I I think – and my brother was talking about it. We were going into day two for the draft, and he's like, Swift is still on the board. If he falls to three, we got to take him. We took him. I think it might be an opening into the Lions spreading the ball out more, you know. And we've – as fans have been so sick of the dink and dunk and screen game forever. And they finally get rid of Jim Bob Cooter. Cooter Stafford's throwing the ball down the field last year before he gets hurt. Coming back now, we got carry on and Swift in the backfield. Whether they're going to compete or split time, I think both of them could spread the ball out more. I think Swift was underutilized in college, and um, I think he's got a high ceiling. But um, it's I'm with you. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I, I I don't usually drink the Kool Aid, but I'm there this year. I liked the draft. I like what we're building. It's all about it's, – it's a big test year for Patricia, especially amongst the fans. I think people are like, you got to show – I mean, stuff. it's not even a test year. It's a make or break it. Yeah. Do you th- what do you think he's got to do? Go over 500? Is, or has he got to get 10 wins? Or has he got to make the playoffs? I think we got to go – well, is this year – is this year when it goes into we got the extra games this year? Does it automatically go into uh, to play this year? I can't remember if it's this year or the next year. If if it's this year, then I think you definitely have to win ten games because the way our division just beats up on each other. I mean, look at last year. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, a five hundred team could have made the playoffs last year in our division the way the way it worked out. But I think you got to have ten wins. You got to have ten wins. So that means you you play Chicago two times. You play Green Bay two times. You play the Vikings two times. Chicago. Even with Big Dick Nick now uh, all fools there and Trubisky, uh, n- them not picking up his uh, his his uh, last year contract, uh, they still have a great defense. But for some reason, and, and it burned me last year. I said, "There's no way that we're going to lose to to the Bears," but we did. We fucking lost to everybody. I get it, but there's no re- that division is competitive. It, it's the same as uh, baseball in the AL Central. Uh, it doesn't mean the division is good, but it's competitive. You know. And I, I think we, we've got at least win, win 10 games for, for Quinn and Patricia. I mean, ideally, we, we have to have to go to the playoffs. There's got to be some kind of building off of last year and going 3-13 and 13 or, or, or however it was, you know. Uh, I think you can't not be uh, excited for the season, you know, based off of where we were last year. So I got to fill in the blank for you. Um, fill in the blank. Wait, so the Lions schedule starts – Chicago, Green Bay, Arizona, New Orleans. We got week. bone this year in the schedule. The schedule sucks. Yeah, so. For, for the short, it sucks. Our first five weeks are Chicago, Green Bay, Arizona, New Orleans, bye week. So, fill in the blank. The Lions start O and blank. Then Matt Patricia is on the hot seat. 
So you you start okay. Where are we where we start? We start with who? Who do you got? Chicago, Green Bay, then Arizona, then New Orleans. Oh and three. Oh and two. You're gonna hear grumblings. Oh and three for sure. Chicago, you gotta beat them. Green Bay. We've beat up Rodgers the past couple of years. We've shown we can take him. We've got a good game plan for him. There's absolutely no weapons there that, that scary outside of Devontae Adams, which he's still going to have 200 yards against us. That's just how it works. But 0-2, there's grumblings. 0-3, there's a very real uh, real skepticism going into week four that he may not make it out alive. Yeah, that's a good point because especially with the bye being at week five, if you go 0 and three and then you're and we're playing the Saints, you're probably not I mean it's at home, but you're probably yeah. not very confident in that. And it does put Patricia on the hot seat. I agree with you, because at that point you're like, Well, if we lose to the Saints, we're 0 and four. Going into the bye, we might as well get ready. We got two weeks to replace you because we got a bye week coming up. The the I thing don't know that's if we do that in the middle of the season, but the thing that's scary, but good on the flip side, for good for Patricia because he's got his guys running. He's finally got everybody in that uh, that he wants. As far as coaching staff, he's getting his position players. You know, he's got Jamie Collins. I mean, obviously, everybody's joke. You know, it's the New England Patriots 2.0 that are just kind of washed up. So he's got his players. He's got his 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 big. His style is what he's drafted. His style is what he's brought in. So you you've got that. But the bad thing is, if we lose and he gets fired, this is another complete blow it up. It's yeah. all over. It's going to take another five to ten years because this is all his staff that's finally here. This is all his players that's finally here. Somebody's going to come in and change it, and it's just it's just going to be another mess. So, uh, hope is has never landed in Detroit uh, for us sports fans, and it's definitely never come through the Lions. And it's sad to sad to say that. The Detroit Lions are the only Detroit sports team hope at this point because you can contest for the the wings. Uh, maybe maybe the young guns, you, you got a little hope there. And Stevie Y, we've talked about that before. But the Pistons, you know, it's probably good the NBA season got, got cut short. Um, the Tigers, we were talking about it off air. Outside of Miggy, I, I don't even know who the hell is on the roster. You know, so I, I it's it's weird. I feel like the Lions are the make or break team this year, and that scares the shit out of me. I think on the flip side, if we are going to look at this schedule with hope, like you mentioned, we've got Chicago and Green Bay, one and two, like you mentioned. If we beat those two teams, we're two and zero oh, going in into the division. Arizona. They're sitting pretty. Yeah, but yeah, plus those are division wins. You're going into Arizona. You're feeling pretty confident about that because you're like we're two and zero. Oh, we're playing in Arizona. Let's just not get out of here with a tie, basically. And then you're three and zero going into New Orleans, or call you're coming home for New Orleans. And then I think either way, like as a Lions fan, I mean, obviously you want to win that going into by four and zero. But either way, you're like, even if we lose this, like we're supposed to lose to the Saints, we're going to our bye week, we're three and one, probably sitting good. I mean, I, I, so there's it could I, those first four weeks having the bye at week five is so tough mm-hmm. because obviously yeah. the rest is out of the way early. But it could be those first four games are gonna I think gonna be huge. So say so say you're you're going to the by four and oh. You know, I mean, as I mean, we've seen this from the lines before. You're sitting four and oh, you go into the bye, you come out of that bye, you're you're rolling. And then how 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 many how many games after that? Say say we just put a, a run together where we just tank it like the typical lions. So so you're four and oh, we lose three, we lose four, we lose five. 
when at that point on the flip side, do you, do you start to draw concern or are you four and four and you're okay with that? I think it's a major concern because it's as tough as those first four games can look. I mean, two division games plus the Saints, Arizona, maybe I can, but after the bye, you've got Jacksonville, Atlanta, Indianapolis. Like that should probably be win-win. Yes. Maybe. Atlanta's a hot mess. As, as much as on paper you see athletic – I mean, I love Matt Ryan. I love Julio. I love Calvin Ridley. I know Hooper's not there anymore, which is crazy. He went to the Browns. But it's – you know, I mean, I know what is it? Gurley went there. So so they're, they're kind of reloaded again. Um, and, and it seems like uh, Atlanta's always a great uh, fantasy football team. But, I mean, to me, I just feel like that should be a win. I feel like after the bye, you're sitting pretty. So, I think going into the bye two and two, you're all right. Because uh, after the bye, you should rip off three in a row. Three and, At that point, you're, you're five and two. You know, you're sitting, you're sitting good. But, you know, there are so many variables. That, that's the, the great thing about sports. It'll be very interesting to, to see what happens. You know, we've got this whole dispute going on with NBA players not wanting to come back in play because of the coronavirus, which which I get. There's so much going on sports that I feel like everybody's numb at, at this point. You know, you're working from home. Certain people are, are actually going to work. Um, it's just very surreal. Like, you know, you're from Michigan. Like, I don't know how, you're, how your family feels, but, you know, when I go to work, I, I, I turn on the radio. And <clears throat> being in Ohio, I do listen to a, a Michigan uh, radio station. But it's broadcasting in in, uh, in Ohio, and uh, I I know I'm taking a, a turn here, but uh, but they had uh, the old governor Gretchen on today, and and it, it's just crazy. I mean, the, everything that's happened, whether you believe it or not, it, it, it's serious. People have died from it, but you know, when does when does life go on? When does sports happen? Honestly, it, it's very scary to me because I think sports will happen, but there's a very real possibility that there's Two, we're two full years from being able to ever go to a sporting event again in a group setting. Yeah, because the uh, the problem is, is if they're gonna start letting people go back into society, basically, then and numbers start to go up again, then we're screwed. Especially so, so, for sports. So, so okay, uh, how perfect would this be? This is the year the Detroit Lions make a run. This is the year the Detroit Lions make a playoff push and, and potentially make it to the Super Bowl, and there's not a single person in the goddamn stands. I can't. I mean, I would I would still I, – I would still take it. Go home for it. I would, <laughs> I would still take it. But, God, yeah, that would be – it's kind of like if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around, did it does it make a sound? It's like did the line if the Lions won a Super Bowl but nobody was there to watch it, did they really win a Super Bowl? That's what I'm saying. It's it's the perfect <laughs> scenario. <laughs> you have to put an asterisk like, in the history. They're an asterisk. I mean, just gonna say they're an asterisk. Nobody was actually, actually there to see it. So, so <laughs> and, and and you know. Based off the lines of Detroit sports, somehow the Super Bowl would get blacked out in your city. Yeah, and even then, like even if Detroit fans wanted to use it, like I I picture Twitter arguments like two years down the road after the Lions have won the Super Bowl, nobody was there, and they're like, "Yeah, well, we got a ring now," and everyone's like, "Yeah, well, nobody was there to fucking see it." 
Yeah. Oh, shit. It's, it's, I, I feel like we should just turn this whole show into just talking about how much we hate Detroit sports, but it fuels us. It's such a shame. If we did this show 10 years ago, we'd be like, we'd be like, sounding be like Boston. every Boston fan in the world. Like Boston. Yeah. <laughs> But it's uh, how, well, how quickly you get hit on, you knock off your pedestal. You know, actually that I know uh, you didn't, you, you got into it and you said it was a little slow, but that Jordan documentary, those first few episodes, man, highlighted the bad, bad boys, the Pistons. And that just kind of gave me chills. Maybe bring me back to the old days. Yeah. I was watching a different show that comes out Sunday night. So I haven't caught any of it yet, which is a damn shame. I need to watch it, but I'm sure you're just catching up on Twitter. It's all good. Yeah. That wraps up our uh, NFL talk. Do you have a round table? We'll do a little round table. Do you have a topic that's been burning at all? Or I'll go first. I will, I'll just touch on hockey. Uh, the AHL shut down. We're all wondering now is NHL going to follow suit? Obviously, um, a little more money in the NHL, so they're probably going to try to keep it open a little bit longer. But they're talking about some weird ass playoff format. I, I was I was just going to say okay, so so my round. I, I'll go into this because you're knowledgeable. So they're talking like, 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 real life right now where we're at in the season. They're they're done, right? Hockey's done. Like if, if full season, Stanley Cup, everything's already come through, right? It would be close. I think it would be. I'd maybe say we're right. We're right about it. Would be right up coming maybe next week or something like that. I think it would be close. And they were and they were essentially talking like, okay, we'll start back up like June, July. Like, is this like a second season, or are they just like just gonna finish the game? I mean. I mean, I know sports. I mean, that's what it is. They can, you know, they're going to drag it out. Like you said, the NHL is a lot different than anything else. So if they did come back, I mean, they they would essentially – I don't even remember. Where were we at? I mean, we were just – how many games – how many games are, would essentially be ref ballpark? So, uh, each team had about 10 to 12 games left, I think. Okay, so, so it wouldn't be a huge ordeal to come back, but then – you get back into playoff hockey. Honestly, one of the best, whether you like hockey or not, one of the best sporting events ever is playoff hockey. So to see that, to have that, I think that would just – I mean, honestly, we're talking about, you know, uh, like sales and, and retail and stuff like that, like are through the roof because people were, were cooped up in, in, in houses for days and days and days, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks. Could you imagine when a sporting event finally comes back, especially if it's, if it's hockey, one of the first ones, because NBA is very, very – the players are, like I said, you know, are very uh, reluctant to come back. Could you imagine if hockey came back, like what that would do for the sport? I mean, viewership and stuff like that. That is such a good point. I mean, if you think if 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 playoff hockey was the first sport to come back and was the first thing on That's TV, one of the greatest it, things. it would do wonders for the sport. I, you're absolutely right. I think That's insane to think about. Because I hadn't considered that, but yeah, I mean, it, and they're talking about going straight into the playoff. I mean, either That's way, it's like someone's going to have a gripe. Either you don't play the rest of the season, and the teams that had like twelve games left are throwing a fit, versus the teams that had ten games left because they didn't play as many games, or you're like you got to play games, and people are pissed about that because you're wasting time, and you could just go straight into the playoffs. So they've, they've been talking about twenty fourteen playoffs. I don't, I don't really know. The raw product of watching. Playoff hockey, like you mentioned, I think is important. Like we should probably get that, but I think either way you slice it to get there is going to make somebody mad. So I don't know how. I don't care. To be honest with you, I don't care how they do it. 
I was I was throwing fits about. I just I just want them to put an asterisk next to it. Honestly, is all I want them to do. I still want to watch playoff hockey, but I want them to put an asterisk in. So yeah, you know, what it is, what it is. So yeah. But I think there there's definitely it'll be interesting to see what all uh, the the big uh, the big sporting companies do per se. You know, is there you know bit like basketball? You know, like it, I mean, you don't just crown the best record. You know, so at this point, if we ended the season. Is it just go from 2019 to the 2021 championship? You know, there's no 2020. You know, it'll be very interesting. I, I feel like of all sporting events that didn't need to luck out, the NFL lucked out because they're the ones that always lead the way in in, in money, viewership, stuff. You know, they're in their offseason. So, so to them, it, it doesn't matter. But you got these other sports that are continuously trying to grow. Uh, we talk about hockey. I, I don't think uh, they're struggling – to, oh, well, I mean, to an extent, I mean, you're talking an in, in international sport. I think there can be a lot more to it, but, but like I said, once you get into hockey playoffs, um, there's just there's just nothing like it. And, and and I don't have anything as far as the round table, but just I mean, just thinking about that, just it makes my nipples hard. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very interesting to think about. Well, you could take us out <laughs> in the outro and do all of our plugs that we need to do. I don't know. I don't have any plugs now. I feel like I've been out of the game for a little bit. You know, I, I got a little one, but I, I appreciate you uh, you hanging in there and keeping things afloat while I was gone. So, uh, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll anoint you the new chief and, until you mess up. So uh, I'm good with it. But uh, but on behalf of uh, myself, at mbrown0h21, like, like, like the old Zach Mac said, and what do you got? You, you can give your, your 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 at Zach. What do you got? Yeah, at it Zach Mac and at Puck Puck Pass Pod it's live on Wednesday. Yep. Check out uh yeah at, at Puck Puck Pass Pod uh, Wednesdays. What do you got? Seven thirty. Seven thirty tomorrow. We're doing uh, Warzone and uh, Healthy Scratches. It's a new segment. Yeah, get a little plug there. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. These these guys are definitely uh, without sports doing what they can to to entertain and make things relevant. So so tune in on their stream tomorrow night. Uh, very excited to to see what a lot of these uh, people with belly up are, are doing live. So so it's really cool. Tune in, support them. Uh, they they had a uh, uh, what'd you guys play last night or last week? I don't even. I, I watched League. the whole damn thing. Yeah, Rocket League. Yeah, they chatted up. They got the notifications on. They'll, they'll, they'll take questions. Last week, we took questions and stuff like that. So uh, really excited to, to see what these guys got going on. And and who knows, when hockey comes back, maybe we'll have a little uh, hockey debate. So, But uh, on behalf of uh, Zach Mack, myself, Puck Puck Pass, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks for uh, letting Zach uh, run the show here. We'll have to do it more often. Uh, see you guys. Later.